0: Melbourne's diverse poetry scene.
1: Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey.
2: Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Good morning, listeners. You're tuned to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name's Carmen Main, and today I'm here with Brendan. Good morning. So great to have you here. I'd like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting today from the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded, and they have the connection to storytelling on this lands for many, many, many millennia. It's been a little while since I've been in the chair, so it's lovely to be back yeah, here on Spoken back. Word. Thank you. Word. Yeah, um, I'm so so grateful to be here with you, Brendan, to share some. I guess, a smorgasbord of words today.
1: Yeah, we've got a smorgasbord today. We've got... um, A little tasting platter. Yeah. We've got some poems that have been submitted by our listeners.
2: And some pieces that um, have come to us by other means that we feel would be remiss of us to not share. So, um, to start with, I think we're going to talk about this guy called You. Have you heard of You? Who, me? Yeah, You. No, not You. But, but yes, you. <laughs> it's not you, it's you. Um, so back a million years ago, it wasn't exactly a million years ago, it was probably about 18, 20 years ago, um, when I first moved to Melbourne from living out in the eastern suburbs and came to university, I found this thing at a zine fair. I can't remember if it was a literary thing or a ziney thing and there was a little paper bag and it had a printed word on it and the word was you, Y-O-U, and um, – I, I picked it up and had a bit of a squeeze and decided to, you know, give the gold coin or whatever. It was relatively inexpensive and it felt like a little world and I didn't realise what scenes were, but I'd picked up my first mm-hmm. scene from this guy um, called Luke Yu and um, it just invites you into a really sort of private space, but is so engaging and entertaining and um, they do audio recordings of their stuff these days
1: they do yeah they have been doing this recently um luke has uh, what they call a punk noise band mm. <laughs> punk jazz noise band uh, and they do spoken word and they play a musical track underneath um, and the band is called luke you and the zine mistakes <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is a great title i think and we'd love to share a few pieces <coughs> across the show today of luke you and the zine mistakes this first one um, I found out this particular bit of news. Um, A friend of mine who's Scottish broke this particular little bit of news to me, which I thought was quite fitting. Um, So, yeah, Brendan, shall we play this piece about uh, a recently departed? Well, not recently, but a departed... (laughs) Figurehead. Yeah, figurehead.
3: (laughs) Dear you. The moment that I found out that the Queen was dead was something of an anticlimax. I had bigger issues to deal with, having been at the hospital all night the night before. Ella had a seizure completely out of the blue. She went into her bedroom to pick up a guitar stand and I heard her scream and then there was a big thud. I called out her name and she didn't respond, so I went into her room. She was lying on the floor and I thought she must have hit her little toe on the edge of the bed. You know when you hit your little toe on the edge of the bed and it hurts like hell and you scream and swear and then hobble around the house for a while. In the space of a second I realised that it wasn't that and that she was in the middle of a grand male seizure. Luckily or unluckily I have 14 years experience working as a carer and as a teacher for people who have some pretty serious seizures. So i've had the experience of being in the room for a few hundred seizures in my time i rolled ella onto her side and i tried to protect her head and see if she was biting her tongue while anya called the ambulance she came out of it after about a minute but was confused and screaming and didn't remember anything from the whole day god it was really awful but we all did well and the ambulance arrived in about 10 minutes and took her off to st vincent's Anya and i tag-teamed and I headed over to the hospital at 11.30 p.m. to be greeted by the sight of Ella still lying in a corridor waiting for the room to become available with a couple of men from prison who'd been in some kind of fight and were in handcuffs and leg chains and surrounded by six armed policemen. She finally got a space on the ward and she was hooked up to the machines and I fell asleep on the floor waking up every half an hour to check that she was still breathing. I cancelled the radio show and I got Sam the cover for me at the shop. And then after she got discharged, headed home, and fell into bed for a good 10 hours sleep. The moment I woke up, I looked at my phone and there it was, the queen is dead. The whole near-death experience seems to have softened me up. I headed into school and played all of the queen is dead as my sculpture students finished off their pieces. Ella's still here, the queen is dead. The two men from prison are probably back there right now. One of them did try to do a runner when they went to the toilet, but you can't get far in handcuffs and leg chains. Maybe that's the lesson we can all take from all of this. I'll speak to you again soon from Luke. So uh,
2: we will be hearing more of you from you <laughs> later in the program. For now, uh, the next work we'd love to share is three poems. Poet is Stephanie Powell. Um So this work features three poems and the poem won the 2022 Melbourne Poets Union International Poetry Prize. Um, So that was a piece called Bellarine Peninsula. And the work uh, featuring her new collection of poetry called Gentle Creatures, it was published uh, by Vagabond Press. Um, It features some original music underneath by um, a musician called Leo Martin. Um, I love the meandering sort Mm -hmm. of. Feel of it. I'm really curious to hear what you guys think too. So, Stephanie Powell.
4: Where they walked the disappearing path through the low slung dunes and sea scrub to the spot where they reclined fully dressed, three piece suits and boots for the men. Sunday hats and heirloom watches the women in wool skirts and jackets the crisp linen of their shirts unopened squat heeled shoes where you can see the nails bolted into the soles where squinting eyes are whipped by sanded wind looking towards twin headlands where christmas beetles are moving lumps of beach in a production line where the water is drowning back treading tide. Its seaweed throat, salt sore, and alive with algae and hermit crabs. Where children in emulsion dyed pinafores are digging holes that fill with water to the knee. Where they are sexless and carefully dressed. Where they are diligent churchgoers, worshippers of a stranger god, a tough love god, who they believe sees the most on this day where their bodies still live, with hearts, stomachs, and bowel movements, where socks and stockings are showing below lifted hems as they pose for a photo, where someone has set the table for lunch, eight plates, eight metal cups, and round tins of fruitcake and warm sandwiches, where the ocean eucalypts still crash together and shiver, shiver, Blood pudding, camping trip. Where the boat rocks, we grip the sides, rails of metal slide under our palms like train tracks. I nurse handfuls of lake water, submerged skin like drowning paper, the tide nuzzling at the side of the boat. Where usually the sky could be described as open, an unending palm of cobalt blue, it bears the consistency of blood pudding. The weighty suet and grain thrown up over its ceiling. Sunset burning like unpoetic pork fat under grey cloud. Hills gather like heads of school children seated unevenly in rows untrimmed. In the morning we will plot the shoreline under meaty skies, waiting for a change in weather. The soil like rusk many times tread, cooked raw by sun, a cold moon lingering. From the sea of the backyard, you emerge and look as though you're in need of watering. We are beneath the sky, a Filipino swatch blue, a light paste of trout shaped clouds. The air is dry and the bush figs are dropping. In a different version of this afternoon, I'd pick you up as though you were the child and ask, what are gardens to old men? You would say something like, something to be tended to, something to work on, then get back to work. It would be the answer I'm expecting, though I'm not convinced that it belongs to you. With the price of petrol semi-retirement, there is more time spent walking in circles with the hose, making space for paving stones. The city muted on upturned glass roots at the end of the street. Breakfast is coffee, newspaper ink, two slices of toast, magpies warbling like heavy smokers in trees. You grow things to the taste of bees with your gentle, gentleman hands. hands. What a proud man to have seen him off to work in the morning, igniting the sensor lights in the driveway at the end of the day. A few games of online solitaire played before bed and winding in the already unwinded night. There you go again, chasing the birds of the new grass seed. Your new ways of working, hands waving, Madcap under the jacarandas.
2: That was Stephanie Powell. You're listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name's Carmen and we're also here with Brendan. Hey Brendan. Hi, how are you going? I'm oh, good. I'm good. Really happy to be here.
1: I'm enjoying this.
2: Yeah. It's so nice to have, like I said at the top of the show, a bit of a smorgasbord. Yeah. A different tasting plate of words and music and the weaving of that.
1: This is like a radio open mic.
2: Yeah. I love the idea of a radio open mic so that it can actually be you guys saying what you would like here. It's the ultimate democracy. Um, mm-hmm. Brendan, would you like to change the tone a little bit with a, with a different poem? Yeah, why not?
1: Well, speaking of democracy, Joe Toscano, who would be known to many listeners, uh, told me a story once about how he was the father of the Spoken Word Show mm. uh, way back in the early 2000s. Okay. He used to have a talkback show, which he still has, but it was in a, in a different time slot. And uh, people used to ring up... And read their poems on air
2: because it's lovely to hear your own poem on the radio. I think
1: that's right. Yeah, and Joe, being the nice fellow that he is, let people read them. Mm. But I think what he preferred was that the poets would have their own program yeah, their on 3CR, own,
2: their own thirty minutes of yeah, fame. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: So he was the one who suggested to Rhonda Jankovic uh, that they start the spoken word show, and and, the,
2: and spoken word was born here that's on right. 3CR
1: it's been going for more than 10 years. Yeah so thank you Joe. I hope true. I retold that story properly.
2: That's not an isolated incident of poetry seeping into other programs on 3CR. I think you have a, a snippet or a poem you'd like to share.
1: I do. This is a, this is a poem um, from a woman called Corinne Phillips uh, and it's from a show where she rang into uh, another very, very popular program on 3CR. Rock and Roots, Mm. which goes to air every Sunday at two AM.
2: Yep, to to six AM. And there's also don't forget the podcast option, just in case you're not a a late night reveller or an early riser. You you two can still listen to that time slot very conveniently on your computer.
1: Yes. Uh, So we're going to play a snippet of uh, one of the Rock and Roots show where Corinne rang in Mm. and read her poem on air. This is Corinne Phillips.
5: Thanks for calling through, but funny uh, have you got something to make us laugh or cheer us up or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got a poem, it's quite popular, it's called Laughter. Oh, okay, let's have a listen. Okay, a cafe in Richmond, a pal and I share a coffee and have a great talk, but suddenly everything was led astray by one peculiar thought. I wonder why God invented the fart and why he did it that way uncontrollable laughter possessed that night and left us with nothing to say. Really? I've always wondered if Moses farted and called the apostles too and maybe the disciples couldn't resist and Jesus made it taboo. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But the rear end of a person is not a place to start, but it smells and brings a lot of attention Maybe that's why God invented the farm. That's fantastic, You got us all laughing here. Okay. Oh, it's a classic. Oh, it's a classic. <laughs> we have to... So, okay. Do you think have asked for copies of that poll? Yes, yeah, so that's, that's what I was about to ask. Now, where can we find copies of your work and copies of your book? Oh, a website. at uh, i T H I L L I P S book.com.
6: Yeah. And we can buy you your books there.
5: Just Google my name, you'll find the website.
6: Okay. That is that is so, so, that is such a talent you got there because there is, is not enough people in the world like you that are, are happy and, <laughs> and positive thinking. Well done, young lady. That's,
5: that is amazing, Corinne. It really good. is. It really is, Corinne. Amazing of you. Solidarity Salon, home of Radical Women and Freedom Socialist Party, has moved to Reservoir. We are a socialist, feminist bookshop and organising centre eager to collaborate with a diversity of optimistic rebels. All gender identities welcome. We're at 113 Spring Street Reservoir near Regent Station. Drop in or get contact details at socialism.com. Solidarity Salon is a proud 3CR supporter. You're listening to the Spoken Word
2: Program on 3CR, um, 855 on your AM dial, or perhaps you're listening to us at a different time through the power of podcast. So great to have you here, however you're here. Very, very grateful. And I'm here with Brendan as well, Brendan Bonsack. In our smorgasbord tasting plate of poetry, our next two pieces are from some local people, we believe. Brad Evans, a local poet, and also someone who submitted a piece of work through our website. Um, So if you're curious and would like to contribute to the democracy of poetry here on Spoken Word at 3CR, you can do that via our website, which is 3cr.org.au. And yeah, just click the submit button. Um, Have a look at the specifics and we'd love to get you on the air. The person that submitted, their name is Stephen Atkinson. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to hearing both of these pieces, Brad Evans and Steve Atkinson.
0: I saw you often, low lying on branch of shrub, or in the young tree, barely making it through this long dry summer. Sometimes you would hop along the fence or look up at me while I watered the garden. You softened my days with your cheer, And when I disturbed those flies and lifted you off the grass yesterday, something in me didn't want to let go. I recognised the feathery array, your red breast still intact when I rolled you over. That predator hadn't taken all of you. At four o'clock this morning, I awoke, thinking about what I did. A friend deserves respect, whatever the animal. At that very moment, I wanted to pull you from out of the garbage where i dumped you and give you the proper burial, that burial deserving of a friend who belonged here, who had made himself at home. But I was left there at 4am, with my head juggling the eons, torn between sheets and values a man ensnared by Twilight still wrestling the child within
6: this is my poem called souls people say we are a soul what is it and what does it control is your soul so big that it extends beyond yourself Mind, character, thoughts and feelings are parts of us, what are they revealing? That our soul encompasses all things that make you, you. Can our soul affect our breath? Does it leave us after death? And can our soul be touched in ways that are different from your heart? Is it layered? Is it deep? Is it something that we can see? can souls recognize each other before they even speak? Does our soul ever change? Does it live on a different plane? And does our soul have knowledge that we can't yet comprehend? Can our soul ever be split or is our soul a perfect fit keeping us together when our world is not intact? Can your soul bring you peace, open all doors and set you free? Or is a soul so complex that there still is much to learn? If our soul was energy, would it have a big field? Are there many secrets that your soul wants to reveal? Do you travel in your sleep? Does your soul make you complete? And as you grow, does your soul show that it's part of you and me. Thank you. This poem is called My Dog. Tonight I put my dog to bed. I know he's happy. I know he's fed. I know that he is cared for and loved with all my heart. In the morning, he is happy. He's full of love. This dog's not snappy with energy to run all day and well into the night. He jumps around and likes to run, just watch him go. This dog is fun. But when it's time to come in down, it may take a little time. He loves the water for a wash. He'll soak in it and then he's off. It doesn't matter if it's cold. This dog likes to get wet. He travels far. He travels wide, this dog just loves to get outside, exploring every inch of land that he wants to protect. He loves his food, he loves his bone. This dog doesn't like to be alone, but when he's around company, this dog is at his best. Today is the day to move some cows. He'll move them on, this dog knows how. And when he's done, he'll smile and say, I know that I've done good. And when night comes, he'll go to bed to rest his body and his head. He's full of love. You know that it is coming from his heart. Thank you.
2: You're listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name is Carmen, we're here with Brendan. And um, yeah, we just heard some awesome poems. We heard Brad Evans' piece, The Resident, and Steve Atkinson's two pieces, Souls and the Dog. Our show today has been a bit of a mixed bag of delights, um, which I've really enjoyed putting together with Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Um, To finish off the show, because we are coming to the end of our program today, we'd like to share, here's some more of you, Luke, you, to be specific. Um, And it's a piece about, uh, you know, the arts, um, and I think it sums up the writing experience for people sometimes. It can be a bit weird full on. This is called... I've become convinced that when you make a zine, (laughs) it's our last uh, bit of spoken word for today.
3: Dear you, I've become convinced that when you make a zine, there is only one thing that that zine can possibly be about. And if you try and make the zine about something else, then you're just destined for failure and the zine will never be finished, which goes for any kind of art too. There is only one artwork you can make on any given day and if you don't accept what that artwork is, then your artwork is just completely doomed. But if we take that one step further then there is only one thing you have to do every day. And if you don't do that one thing, well then your life may as well be over. But what is that one thing I hear you ask? And of course, I can't answer that for you, but I do spend my life trying to figure out what it has to be for me. And sometimes I don't quite know. I don't quite know straight away. And I'll try and write something or I will just kind of peter out. Like, I've always got a few ideas in my head, but only one of them is the right idea. When I sat down in the lounge room to write this, I was tossing around writing a review of the Bobo Show at Sticky Institute last week. But I soon moved on to writing a review of the Bobo Show at the Post Office Hotel on Friday night. But then it moved on again to reflecting on today's parent-teacher interviews and how I was much younger than all of the parents at the Parent Teacher Day when I first started teaching and how now I've caught up to all of them and how they're always all the same age and I just get gradually older and older. Which brings me to the fact that it's Sticky Institute's 18th birthday today. 18 years of zines. And all 902 issues of this zine have been stocked at Sticky Institute. Thanks, Sticky. And how Richard was almost 40 when Sticky opened and the volunteers there are permanently 25 years old while I get gradually older and older. At the USU 900 launch a couple of weeks ago, Shannon asked me if my kids will take over you when I die, and I joked that I hope there's more in their lives than pissing their lives away on small photocopied pieces of paper. And it was just a joke, but it kind of came across darker than I intended. So I just want to clear things up and say that I love this scene. I've loved making this scene. And every issue I've ever made has brought me happiness, fortune beyond my wildest dreams, fame, and made more friends than I could ever have imagined. I'll speak to you again soon, from Luke.
2: Thank you so much for listening to the Spoken Word Program. My name's Carmen, and we've just heard from you, by which I mean... Not me or you, but Luke you. Luke you and the zine mistakes, to be precise. Thanks, Brendan, for for being here, for panelling, for being all-round amazing and making sure that we all sound great.
1: Thank you. And you.
2: And you. If you would like to be a part of the show, don't forget there is a submission button. We'd love to share more of your work. You can find that on our website, which is 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word we'd love to hear your pieces and share them on the radio. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you same time, same channel, 855 on your AM dial or online. And uh, yeah.